the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 5. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gesenaret and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats that were at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats and the one belonging to Simon and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. And then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will, lead, I will uh, let down the nets. And when they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. And so they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. And when they brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you that you call us to follow you. Help us in that we move from a sinner response to a salvation response to an outreach response. In Jesus' name, amen. So, The text here is often called the calling of the fishermen or the calling of the disciples. Except if you remember what we just read, the disciples aren't called. Only Simon Peter is talked to and being told what he will do. So the text takes place not in a holy place, like the temple or a synagogue, it takes place at work. The call comes not to holy people, like the priest or the Pharisees, but to a fisherman. And when he hears the call and knows Jesus, he sees his own sinfulness. But the story actually starts a little bit back from this. Simon or Peter, and maybe the others, have already been around Jesus. They've heard his teachings, they've heard about his miracles, and now they are fishing. So the text starts with the crowd, the people who were 
around Jesus, moving in on Jesus, trying to hear the word of God. They were the ones that were following. But the question is, is the crowd willing to leave everything and follow? And so there ends up being a difference. A difference between the crowd and the fishermen. The crowd listens to Jesus. The fishermen act. The crowd stay on the land. The fishermen go out into the lake. And what could the lake represent? It might represent baptism, question mark, especially when it talks about the shallow or the deep, the risk and danger, and the land is no longer there for safety. So there's a progression. The crowd stays on the land. Jesus and Simon go out just a little way from the shore. And Jesus preaches to the crowd. And then Jesus asks Simon, let's go into the deep water. And they go where it is deep. Could that progression talk about levels of trust in Jesus? Safety of the land. Slightly more dangerous position in being a little ways from the shore. And the most dangerous position of being in the deep. Fishing in that lake was a little different than fishing around here. At least what I know about fishing. Fishing was done at night when the water was cool and the activity of the fish were minimal. During the day, the fish would see the activity of the boats on the surface, and with the water warming, they would become more active and easily swim away. Notice that Peter was surprised that Jesus commanded him to go into the deep. And then, Jesus, or then Peter was really surprised with the size of the catch, the abundance of fish, two boatloads full, ready to sink. And that brings forth the response of sinful man before the power of God. breaking of the nets, the sinking of the fish. A lot of work going on. And maybe that might be reflective of congregations when they go to face change. Extra stresses. More workers. More chances. Maybe even more work than what could be done by one person or two people, where it will take a whole congregation to go through change, to go through growth. One time I heard this statement from our evangelism person, not here. 
They know where we are. We advertise in the yellow pages and we tell them what time the door is unlocked. He was expecting the new members to come through the door. Once in a while that happens. But more likely, new members take a lot of work from the people who are already in the boat, who are already members of the church. So I think this teaching, if we apply it to evangelism, is what is our response? Are we ready to work hard for new members to face new change? Back to the text. Simon's responses to the miracle. His first response is one of worship. He falls on his knees before Jesus. His second response is one of unworthiness. Go away. And his third response is, I am a sinful man. A confession. Jesus uses people who are unworthy and sinful. Desmond Tutu has this quote. God has a soft spot for sinners. His standards are quite low. I like that because, at least for me, that's where I start, is quite low. But it's not about what I do. It's about what God does and how God changes the situation, how God does the miracle. God always accepts us. Peter wants to push Jesus away. Go away from me, Lord. Because he sees his failure and in his inadequacy. It reminds us of last week's text when the people hear the preaching of Jesus and it's not what they expect and they turn towards Jesus in anger and hatred. Jesus has that reaction with Peter. And yet Peter works through the anger and the hatred and the sinfulness and makes a confession of faith. So, the last part of the text talks about the fish being caught. I don't think we like talking about our faith as being caught in a net. We like the idea of freedom. But how about a slightly different way to talk about that? What about talking about being caught in his or her love when two people fall in love? Or captured by love? Does that sound a little more welcoming? To be captured by the love of Christ? Or maybe captivated? We can be captivated by beauty or charm or excellence. 
Can pe people be captivated by the love of Jesus? Can we learn to captivate people with God's life-giving grace? Can we talk about our own discipleship as being captivated by Christ? Peter and those who were fishing with him were captivated by Jesus. They were swept off their feet for him. And they, and Peter leaves everything and follows him. To leave is quite important. Leaving means that you leave your family, that you leave the means of support. In Jesus' day, the family was a primary producing unity, unit that would guarantee that there would be enough workers, that there would be enough income for food daily and for retirement or old age. So in leaving the families, those who would follow Jesus abandoned their family security and they fell into another security, the surrogate family of Christ and the community of disciples. This miracle is kind of special. It's the only time that Jesus initiates a miracle. All the other miracles in Luke are responses to people's request. And the miracle isn't that Jesus had Peter catch fish. The miracle is in the abundance of fish to almost sink the boat. The abundance of fish talks about God's blessing, that the word of God is from a holy man who has authority over the spirit of water and the spirit of fish. So there's a built-in challenge today for us Most of us will not be mobile in our response to faith. We won't give up everything. We won't move about. We will be like the crowds in Jesus' day. After hearing the word of God and being touched by the word of God, we turn around and go home. So there's two models of faith in this text. We might lift up Simon, James, and John as the real models because they left. But there's also the model of the crowd. Jesus spent a lot of time, effort, to be with the crowd, to teach the crowd, to heal the crowd, to bring God's kingdom to them. And so maybe for us with kids and grandkids and debts and jobs, aging parents and young ones, maybe to hear the word of God and then to tell that story to others is our call 
of faithfulness. Amen.